Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. To the Star Companion, the internet's premier Star Trek fan podcast. Mm. Yeah? Oh my god, you were shaking your head and I... Speaking my language. I thought that might not have been it. You speak of my language. Yeah. We... Yeah. We, uh, we review Star Trek, uh, Stardate by Stardate, except for right now when we're entering the zeitgeist, and the zeitgeist currently is Star Trek Picard, and we're on season one, ep four, Absolute Candor, and... Uh, <laughs> Absolute Candor. Candor. And um, for those of you that know us already, welcome back. For those of you that don't um, and you just want to listen to Star Trek Picard, you can go back to the beginning of Star Trek Picard episodes or you can just fucking squeeze right the fuck in. We'll do this one. I, whatever. It's going to be a fun time. But if you want an even better time, go listen to uh, the Star Trek Enterprise episodes. They're a lot more fun. Way campier, you know, way sillier. Yeah. But uh, we love all of Star Trek, kind of, you know, grew up on Next Generation and all that shit. So we're here, and we enjoy it. And if you uh, like or hate us or want to say hi, send us an email at thestarcompanion at gmail.com. If you do, you get a sticker. It's pretty sweet. It has TOS-style colors and font. Um, you can, uh, and if you like and subscribe and review on anywhere and take a photo, you know, maybe we'll send you a photo of David and I doing something. We travel a lot together. I like how you got worried about that. And a few episodes ago, you stated that you weren't wearing pants. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what, I mean, you're not going to get a photo of us not wearing pants, but I am in fact wearing (laughs) pants right now. Oh, you put them on. No, no, they've been on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Doesn't go like that. Anyway, um, take it away, David. Uh, As my good friend Zachary pointed out here, we are on Picard Season 1, Episode 4. And the episode starts with... Absolute candor. Candor. Uh, Episode starts with a welcome to Vashti. 
in the 21st century. That's right. It's a world, I guess, a Romulan world. And it's a multicultural paradise. Whoa, dope. One that Earth was not in the 21st century. Great take. And uh, (laughs) Picard shows up dressed like the bad guy from Ace Ventura 2. (laughs) I thought he looked like a Mark Twain meets Indiana Jones. He looked like somebody going to Africa on a safari back mm-hmm. in like the early 1900s. He looked like he was going to take a cruise ship up the Nile only to find out that there's a murder. You know, and they can't quite nail down who it is. He went to go find uh, Colonel Kurtz. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's in the heart of darkness. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Right. Meanwhile. <laughs> Meanwhile. That was a flashback, by the way. And uh-huh. so he talks to a couple people and stuff. Uh, I don't really remember what, what went on, but Basically, we're we're setting up for what we're going to see here in this episode. Uh, meanwhile, back in the present time, as you said, we we go back, we go to the ship, and on board the ship, Doctor Gerardi's already bitching. Bitching. S- space is pretty boring. You've been at been in space for like five minutes. Yeah. Well, that to that end, though, you know, if we're using bachelor scale, it's probably been a pretty long time to be stuck in the house. That's true. <laughs> then again, as the, as the episode progressed, my question became: So, what's the timeline here? Have they been in space for five minutes or five weeks? Gerardi was able to catch up on a backlog of journals, medical journals. Meanwhile, so, Rios is only still five pages into his book. Yeah, the guy can't read. So, <laughs> it's a show book. <laughs> you know what I mean? The guy, yeah. the guy on the subway who pretends to read. Yeah, what but they, it's flipped upside down. What do they call that? An armchair intellectual or something like mm, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, Picard, meanwhile, is getting meanwhile. Situated, situated in his new digs, and he has the holodeck set up like his old study. <sighs> Sick, dude. And when you're God, you know, when you're one of those big, rich monarch chateau having winery guys, you get to have a holodeck of your study. So if you don't like it, Rafi. Get off the ship. Well, funny, funnily enough, she might. She might just get off at Free Cloud. We're not sure. She might. And she might not. What I what I thought <laughs> was, you know, if you set up your if you set up your private study, yeah, right. You want it to be foolproof in the future because you have to think that the ship's eventually going to get boarded and invaded by people. <laughs> so what I would want as my private study is a giant hedge maze with just dead drops. Uh, into like spike pits okay yeah all right yeah and i would change it without notifying the crew too so like they could never come into my wow hedge me no i think that's i think that's a much better idea than i had what did you have i thought he should have had spot spot data's cat oh yeah he should have or like a water polo volleyball and like uh oh a water polo volleyball that's reminiscent of something i know a dog named Porthouse, <laughs> something like that. Porthouse. I don't know. I think it's from some book called like the Seven Magnificent Poor. Mouseketeers or something. Porthouse by Alexander Dumbass. Dumbass. I'm unclear on what book this is. And why our our lead keeps referencing early, you know. Um, <laughs> human uh, you know like modern I don't know what is that like 1800s 
Roman- romantic era literature. Yeah, romantic era literature. As Picard's finishing up putting his final touches on his study, uh, everybody comes, barges in, and it suddenly becomes a huge conflict. We're going to Vashti? Why is that? Wow, this is Vashti. unacceptable. Oh my god. Come on, JL. And we got to get to Free Cloud, which I, I'm not going to lie to you. When we first saw Free Cloud, I assumed it was like just the dark web. Like sometimes <laughs> I go on Reddit. Okay. It's not like I'm going to travel to Reddit ever. But if you were, this would be the mani- the manifestation. Yes, the yeah. physical manifestation of it. It's like that Chappelle episode when he goes to the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's people running out of the CD stores with music. Um, that's hilarious. They, uh, what was I going to say? John Luke Picard basically says, yeah, we're going to Vashti deal with it. I need to meet up with some people. They're called the... What are they called? They're called the Quillot, Quan, Quam, Quillot, the Ponfars, the Ponfar, the Ponfars. You think the Romulans have something akin to Ponfar? That's something I should look up. Maybe they show up on on Vashti and they transport down. And Vashti doesn't look like it used to look. There's a (laughs) there's people wearing armbands. Up yours, Picard, you human. Well, Romulans only over here. We stand and re- resist now. We listen to punk. Get the fuck out of here. Patriarch. Cisgender. Filthy human. And Federation failed us. Uh, we're angry now. Again, we do listen to punk, but the kind of punk we listen to is from the 20th century. <laughs> it's the Pixies. <laughs> Our cafes say Romulan only, but what's really crazy is as Romulans, we're multicultural. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's like not a racial divide in, in Rom- Romulan no. society. It's a racial divide between Romulans and non-Romulans. Yeah, that's dope. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Back on board the Borg cube. The artifact is you show... The eponymous like, artifact. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. uh Narek and Soji continue their love affair, and they continue their love affair in this uh, reclamated, repurposed Borg lair, which has turned into a hip, trendy cocktail lounge. Did you notice that? I did notice that. That was kind of nice. I was kind of taken out of the show for there for a second. I oh, was yeah? like, I mean, I guess it makes sense that you'd have facilities, mm-hmm. but assimilations happened here. Right? There was some evil going yeah, like, on here. <laughs> Real evil. Don't you think you'd want to like go off world maybe? This used to be like storage space. Like there just used to be hard drives lined yeah. up all along the wall. It's just a server bank. <laughs> they actually uh melted down the, you know, conductors. The terabyte lounge. Come grab a terabyte here. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, it has to be modern and chic like that. <laughs> they, have a, they have a chalkboard out front. Yeah. You know? Be careful. You might like it so much. This cocktail lounge <laughs> is the furthest thing from Borging. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you come in before you can't because resistance is futile. <laughs> come in before we force you. The Philly cheesesteak here is <laughs> to assimilate for. 
Our uh, our food resequencer has uh, what do they say? Has added your genetic uniqueness to our own. Come on down to Unimatrix Diner. <laughs> it's right across from Tertiary Adjunct Seven. Come on down to uh, room decorations from Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> You remember, you remember the, 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 yeah. the Borg regeneration yeah. uh, thing that they sit in? Yeah. Oh, my God. They, uh, <coughs> and Narek says, after they have a few cocktails, Narek says, come on, Soji, let's go. I, I want to show you this old ritual that the Borgs used to have. Oh, so fuck, they come to this, funny. they come to this, right? They come to this aisle, this little hallway, and he says, now, Soji, take off your shoes. And she says, what? And he says, it's part of the Borg ritual. Borg ritual. And let me show you what else is part of the Borg ritual. It's uh, skidding gleefully down a hallway. <laughs> you know, they used to do that all the time, dude. Wee! Whenever I went to Borgs, we would always take off our shoes and... Whenever <laughs> <laughs> I went to Borgs for the weekend, <laughs> like they're a family down the street. <laughs> I really, so <laughs> I really like the modern take on the Borg. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it makes sense. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Unimatrix Cafe with a chalkboard outside. God, that's funny. That's really funny. The music that they have is really ethereal because it's got like a hundred thousand voices all at once, <laughs> but with a beat, so you know it's cool. <laughs> it's got ambient sounds of microprocessors. It's <laughs> so stupid. They should have never modernized a portion of that board cube. <laughs> Have. With those, uh, with those oh like warm colored lights hanging from the ceiling too. Well, the blue and then white lights. Yeah. Come on. What the fuck was that? I hope someone fucking turns that board cube on and they all die. Me too. Yeah. That's and that's that's something I've thought about too a lot. Like in the last four episodes, is this board cube can just be reclaimed like that by the Borg? Like if they yeah. fly within space. Yeah. You know. Oh shit, is that a board cube? Tweet assimilations everywhere. They changed the chalkboard outside the mandatory come in and get assimilated. <laughs> they uh meanwhile <laughs> back on uh Vashti. Vashti, that's right. Um I have that with a little bit of toast in the morning. Vashti. Uh, they John Luke Picard runs into the qual, qual who the fuck cares? <laughs> Honestly, they're warrior nuns. They're Romulan warrior. They're nuns. female Romulan yeah. warrior nuns. And apparently Picard had some sort of relationship within the with them in the past, where when he was trying to save them, he was of making guarantees to them. And there's this kid that. Uh, was a kid back in the day. Elmer. Who's not a Just kid kidding. anymore. Just kidding, it's Elnor. Elnor. And uh, he's serving John Luke Picard some bread and, and uh, 
John Luke Picard says, I, I can't, I'm sorry about what happened. And Eleanor throws down the bread and says, uh, John Luke, I used to like you, but now I don't. You were my new dad for a while, <laughs> new dad. Uh, Elnor's mom confesses that men cannot be part of the Quowat Milat. That's what it's called. Quowat Milat. I will also say that uh, Romulan Legolas here, that's not his mother. <laughs> it's not? No, no, no. He was just a refugee. She, those are like native Vashtians. Okay. Um, and he was someone they were trying to place when they were doing this whole God. refugee thing. Okay, that yeah, makes which more is sense. why it's like they look like the type who probably wouldn't have sex or kids. Of course. And then, like, why would you have a male one? But that's a good point. Okay, yeah, yeah. for sure. I forgot. This is the 21st no, it, century, again, and it's, it's okay. a multicultural paradigm. We just spent eight minutes talking about a modernized Borg. <laughs> <laughs> fucking like it's like going to France, but it's just you go to Borg. The hipster invasion of the Borg cube. God. The cafe is called The Artifact. <laughs> Coffee's oh, like $10. God. Uh, you know what? He, they, <laughs> it's deconstructed avocado toast and espresso, like macchiato, and you have to assimilate it all together if you want to enjoy it. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a station <laughs> where they have all the heavy cream and the sugar, and they call it the assimilation station. <laughs> it's got one of those Spencer gifts. <laughs> above it. They're just leaning into it, but they're like totally bored crying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they used to assimilate, you know? So they're just literally like actual bored, you know, <laughs> resistance is futile. You will love our coffee. <laughs> Like, they're not liberated at all. Oh, they're like coffee slaves. They just went commercial. They're coffee slaves. Okay. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. They see a human and they get upset, so they like raise their arm, and on the end is a frother, and it just frosts coffee. They've repurposed the Borg to make coffee for the commercial division. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get a Matrix commercial, tertiary adjunct of the real estate division. <laughs> we repurpose these. Uh, <laughs> they should these have old never board. have fucking <laughs> <revamped> that cube. <laughs> we repurpose these old uh, Borg drones into lunch ladies. <laughs> <laughs> they got into education. They all wear hair nets. <laughs> even though they're even all they bald. Hair. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's funny. They back on <laughs> back on Vashti, uh Elnor's guardian, I guess, confesses that men cannot be Qualat Malat. But because <laughs> But because this is the twenty fourth century. Never mind. <laughs> oh God, <clears throat> I'm sorry. This is hard to listen to. It's okay. We're trying to get through it. Uh, Elnor eventually asks at one point, "Why do you need me?" And <laughs> Picard says, "Because our crew needs a black-haired Legolas." <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I stole a joke. It's okay. For you. It's okay. 
<laughs> we were really thinking that there's gonna be a stairwell coming up, and we're gonna need someone to slide down a shield and shoot arrows. And you look like just the kind of guy we need. <laughs> we get a lonely dwarf on board. He needs to count his casualties <laughs> with somebody. Why does he look like Legolas, dude? <laughs> it seems so unnecessary. <laughs> if I was the creative director or whoever the fuck was in costumes, I'd have been like, oh no, we gotta... Oh god, he looks just like Legolas. Some <laughs> black-haired Legolas. Although, maybe... Like, maybe... Well, those movies are, like, over ten years old now. Yeah. So... Well, it just seems... It, and it also seems uh, irrational to have long hair. And be the the best warrior in the land. Could get caught in your yeah. in your sword. It's like Joe Rogan talking about why he doesn't wear a tie. Yeah. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Maybe he likes being his hair pulled. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was raised with women. <laughs> That's such a dark implication right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's hilarious. They, uh, <coughs> the, basically the rest of the episode is, is about Elnor joining the group. Elnor joins the group and Picard, you know, basically goes and tries to break the color barrier. Yep, he does. On Vashti and successfully does and then is forced to fight with a sword and he refuses to and then Elnor jumps in and he's accept the sacred vow of a lost cause and... Yeah. And, and uh... uh on the artifact, uh, the Narek and his sister have slow, calculated, evil villain Sexual rants. Tension. Yeah, and um, the one thing that I wanted to mention at the end of this, at the end of this episode, well, there's a couple things that happens at the end, at the end of this episode. Is Picard and Elnor get beamed back on board the ship, and they get into a little bit of a space fight, and uh, during the space fight, Rios. <clears throat> I guess has programmed a bunch of different holographic guys to help yeah, him out. Yeah, department. And uh, the guy who comes in and does his, his weapons is like some... just an like actual Spaniard? Yeah, an actual Spaniard. And I actually like the I actually like char- the character of Rios. Like, I, I think it works. And I think the multi-personality is like... It's That's fun. fun. And it's, it's fun. Yeah, and it's interesting too. I agree. You know, because this guy is the captain of his own ship. Yeah. And he needs a crew to run it, so it makes sense, you know, why not have, you know, if he's crazy and, you know, somewhat of a lunatic. Well, no, totally. I mean, and, and this is in a post-Voyager world. It is, yeah. So, you know, the EMH has been, you know, it's a thing. It's and been they, adopted and, they, they and made expanded a bunch of other ones. Yeah. And as, the, as they're trying to escape, they get into a little bit of a space battle and another ship shows up and helps Shut them the out. Shut the fuck up. What? And the ship gets gets beat up badly. Rios calls whoever's flying it a hell of a pilot. Hell of a. Hell of a. Like hell a hell of a pilot. Hell of a. Hell of a pilot. And right before the ship blows up, they beam the person onto the bridge, and it's fucking seven of nine. Dun, dun, dun. You mean SO9? SO9 and XB. X, and XB as well, <laughs> yes. Um, JL and this XB would probably get along well. I think the the highlight of this, uh, not this episode, which I think had a lot of really ridiculous highlights. I think the highlight of the actual episode, <clears throat> season one, episode four, of Star Trek Picard, absolute candor. Candor is uh, 
uh, this coming on. <laughs> we're gonna fucking eye patch and Rio's looking like a pimp. Oh yeah. <laughs> the next episode looks dope. I hope he calls himself some sort of play on Dixon Hill. <laughs> He's wearing an eye patch. I and hope a so too. I hope so too. I need a Q reference and a Dixon Hill reference. I need Q. Bring back Q. Anyway, uh, this has been the Star Companion podcast. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, you would definitely like the rest of our podcast. Yeah. Um, there are some good moments. <laughs> definitely sprinkled in throughout like the 60 plus episodes that we have. Yeah. Um, you can send us an email at thestarcompanion at gmail.com. You can donate at patreon.com slash thestarcompanion. You can like and subscribe, send an email, whatever. We want to get these stickers to you. These stickers. So that you cannot, <clears throat> do not put them in breweries or coffee shops or on stop signs or, you know, don't do any of that. Like, don't, you know, if, if that's like your intention, tell us you were thinking of not doing that yeah. and we'll send you a few extra. And don't stick them on your mom's forehead either when she's asleep. I've done that. Yeah? Yeah, it's not a good thing to do. <laughs> I put one... Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say I put one under someone's cancer wig, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I've had people die in my family with, from cancer, so I can make that joke. I know people that have died yeah. in my family as well. I don't know if it's from cancer. Nah, no, none from cancer. Take care of yourself, everybody. Yep. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.